Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Come into Santa's office, Mr. State Department man. Oh, hey, just call me Greg. Thanks for having me, Santa. You're you're in the 21st century, and I'm digging it. Thank you, Greg. What can I do for you today? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some things. I know Christmas is coming, and it's like you're busy here, and you got a lot going on. I am Santa Claus. There's been a lot of naughty kids out there, a lot of naughty kids in a lot of naughty nations. I, I have the whole list right here. I don't think there's any full naughty country on it. Uh, there's a couple There's a couple countries where they don't believe in Santa, they don't believe in Jesus, they don't believe in anything. And we need to make sure that nobody in these countries gets any gifts, none of them. You don't pay a visit, you just fly right by them. And I'm talking Venezuela, for sure. I'm talking Bolivia. I'm talking Nicaragua. These these are naughty, bad places, and you don't need to go there, Santa. Greg, I'm Santa. I do the gifts to all the good girls and boys. Yeah, but they're just all bad girls and boys, let me what, tell what you. What about little Manuel from Nicaragua? Little Manuel, listen... The State Department, we can make life very difficult for you next Christmas. Uh, we could maybe make sure that you don't get any of that sugar and spice and everything nice. You know, I don't want to get into the dirty deets, but we can make life very hard for you. Greg, I'll give it to you straight. I've been Santa for a long time. I've got my sugar and spice stash hidden pretty well. No feds will find it. There's nothing you can say. Just okay. try. Just what try. Am- What if I hook you up? You know, I got some people, my boy Bolsonaro. I don't know if you've seen the woman in Brazil, but I'm I'm guessing you're getting pretty uh, tired of uh, Mrs. Claus. I could hook you up with a real curvy piece of work. I mean, the mixture of the Portuguese with the Afro. Come on, man. You still got it in you. I'm a castrati. It doesn't matter. I'm not even a man anymore. Well, I got some people in Colombia. I know you're in a marshmallow world. Uh, we could hook you up with some snow. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the good stuff, the Peruvian shit. What do you think? Oh, Santa hasn't partied that way in 45 years. Okay, you heard of Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's company? She's got this cookie selection that she's telling all her readers and followers to get. It's fucking amazing, dude. I tried it- to order it. It's it's sold out everywhere. I mean, but I, I I happen to know my cousin's best friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, and I could hook you up with, I mean, I'm telling you, these fudge-striped shortbread cookies melt in your mouth. You could dip them in for like three seconds. Oh. They dissolve right in. And I'm telling you about the milk, though, bro. The milk. Mm. Unpasteurized fucking Swedish milk. You're talking about that raw stuff, Greg? 
make you shit your breeches, man. I'm telling you, you go to the toilet, feel like a million bucks afterwards, only wipe two times, you're clean. Oh, uh, daddy likey. So what can I say? Can I get you to skip Venezuela, Bolivia, Nicaragua, all these anti-Santa, anti-Jesus countries? You know, looking at my list again, maybe I was a little hasty. There are a, a lot of naughty people there. Yeah, they're just like completely naughty. It's almost like all these people are bad human beings and they deserve to starve and not have any gifts, including the gift of life. Are we making a deal or what? I just want the goop cookies. You're going to get those goop cookies. They're going to be so good. You're going to eat them. You're going to love them. Thanks, Greg. I hate myself. Danny, tell me about your Christmas, what you're having a COVID Christmas, and then tell me about what your Christmas would usually be pre-COVID. Mike, well, let me tell you, this year's a dream Christmas because it's a California Christmas, and that means it's just me and my wife exchanging gifts. So normally it would be maybe us flying out and doing something, but this year it's like we're hunkered down, and I'm fucking here for it. I'm way here to be hunkered down because I've had... We haven't had a good alone time Christmas in a long time. What about you? Tell me, tell me those things. And what do you want for Christmas, Marcus? Uh-huh. Christmas, I would say that I am missing it a little bit because you know we get lively. We get very. Uh, I'm gonna pretend like I'm way more Puerto Rican than I actually am. I'm a goddamn hunkified Puerto Rican. But we have a little paranda, pero we get my tios and tias, <laughs> and we get the acoustic guitar and the. Guido, or you're like scratch, scratch it with like a, a hair pick like situation, but it's a lot of fun. And they just get drunk and they make you know, like lechon y arroz con gandule, hey, pero no te preocupes. I'm not that person. I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, but we do that. Yeah, you could vacation as that person every now and then. Exactly. But, right, could, right. I could fool people into thinking that I speak Spanish, but we're not doing that. And that's a kind of a bummer. And there's, you know, a lot of family members. Thanksgiving is more like, dude, I just want to eat. So Yeah, I, I want to eat not, and fucking chill. Yeah, yeah but with Christmas, it is nice to have like a more extended family. But I am uh, excited. This one, we're just going to order a bunch of uh, Chinese food at Christmas Day and no gifts. Because you can, what you can say is, look, you guys deserve the world. You deserve every great thing. And one day, one day I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. But this is not the year. Yeah. This year, let's just make sure that Marcus is able to pay off his credit cards. Um, (laughs) And we're just hanging out and we're going to eat and watch Christmas movies and play games. So I'm excited about it. But a lot of people are not feeling it. Hearts out there to the people who are having, as Dolly Parton would say, a hard candy Christmas. Yeah. You, we want we want you to have a, a, a soft taffy Christmas. <laughs> Marcus dropped his mic and we're keeping it in. Well, first of all, we haven't even... Dr- okay, welcome to Ripe for Plunder. I am Marcus. I'm Danny. And we are your fucking Sherpas into the world of... The, the North Pole? You- Did you like that sketch? It was all... It was improvised, so... Yeah. If you have any problems with it, that's... Fuck you. You try writing a sketch. That's off the dome. Yeah, dude, we were being so cool. Second City wanted us to come tour. We said, no, thanks. We are like, you're laughable. You're not yeah, we, fun. You're laughable. Bro- Talk to me when you get fucking, uh, fucking, what's his name? Bob Odenkirk back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if we do that with everybody? Because you could do that with like 
SNL for sure. You could he he has his fingers in all these places. He could be like talk to me when Bob Odenkirk comes. Yeah, exactly. Like, He's a star now. He's ever heard of Better Call Saul? Yeah, he, exactly. We, but we could do that with Lorne Michaels too. I think we just make Lorne Michaels our enemy. I'm willing to do that if need be. I kind of want to be like a sneak. I want to be like a like pretend that I like Lorne Michaels. Just bring up all the things I do because he's done. I'll just be like Three Amigos, best comedy, one of the best comedies ever. Yeah. You're great, kids in the hall. Thank you for that. And then once he, I I have him in his allows me to be part of his inner circle. That's when I poison him and I become the Lorne Michaels. Right. You you grab him by the the collar and you say, "I'll never forget what you did to Norm Macdonald." And then <laughs> and those are the last words he hears. And then dagger right to his side. <laughs> but, um, you know who's having a good Christmas? Who's that? The Moss Party of Bolivia back into power after, I don't know if you could call it a failed coup because they were successful in their coup for a year. Yeah. But the U.S. government and the reactionary opposition stole power in Bolivia, but they finally, after trying to postpone elections for Ever, I'm going to say forever just because I don't have the data. <laughs> and it's easy to say that. They, they were hoisted out of power. And um, in Bolivia, they they're, are trying to make sure that the people who are part of the all these paid military men who pretty much sold out their country just for like 50000 or a million dollars. A million dollars if you were in a high-ranking general position. But they're 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 doing what they need to do to like extract all these counter revolutionary forces. But Danny, I was thinking about this today because we're we're goofing on Trump, right? Because he's talking about all this election fraud and all these all this baloney. If I could pardon my French about Joe Biden not winning it because of all this fraud, there's no evidence to back it up, and a lot of it sounds like. They were doing a trial run for this with right. Bolivia, wouldn't you say? I would say so. I would say that's fair. I would say that maybe there's been a precedent in in the past um, that maybe this is not quite so wild what Trump's doing right now. It's not wild if you think about like what the difference is that what this is what Trump is doing now is what we do with other countries, but they're smaller, less rich, less powerful countries. So yeah, you could say this kind of stuff. And the media and people in power will will back you up and be like, yeah, that was a little suspect because they think of them all as banana republics. And that they could be like, oh, yeah, I could see this guy being shady. It illustrates the ridiculousness of it when somebody in a first world, and not, not to say it as a compliment, but let's say developed a country, yeah. they try to pull these developing country banana republic tactics. It really shows how ridiculous it is. And I think it's it's pretty fun to think about that that Donald Trump is like, I'm going to do what we do in these South in Central American, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us to that. He's like willfully dragging us into the banana republic sphere. And a lot of people who call Donald Trump fascist, it's interesting to know. I think somebody I I can't remember who said this. Listen, I'm a dilettante. I'm not smart. I don't remember a lot of things. But a wise man once said uh, that fascism is us exacting imperialism in our own country us acting like we would in a weaker country in our sphere of influence you know just breaking bones doing straight up flagrant fraud in our own country and i don't think donald trump is a fascist but he has been a fascist 
flavored president. He's been testing the waters, dipping his toe, seeing what I can get away with. Donald Trump is behaving like our allies in these third world countries or these developing nations. I mean, you're right. And I think that's a a great quote. And I think that's a, is that a David Lee Roth quote? Is that a Diamond <laughs> Dave from Van Halen? But no, I think you're right. And what's what's interesting to me is to watch, I guess, to watch people like American people who are really bemused by this whole thing because he's a lame duck president right now. And, and you know, everybody's kind of, cons- I mean, everybody knew it legally he is that, but now Republicans are kind of gradually starting to cede to it. It's interesting to watch Americans not necessarily get riled up in the same way, but just to look at Biden and be like, I can't wait for things to go back to normal, i.e. the the U.S. government can operate doing dirty, awful things like yeah. in, in other nations, but but with a much with with a more normal face, with 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 a, a liberal face that, you know, like the like that allows Obama to make an end of the year playlist or something like that. Totally. Where, it's, where it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter what country was invaded, what countries were occupying, because it it looks good. We don't have to deal with it. It doesn't it doesn't interfere with our lives in a direct dangerous way. Well, yeah, totally. And it is the idea of yeah, it's the liberal rhetoric. It's right. the thing that it sounds nice. It's not embarrassing. You could do all this evil stuff, but if you're not like being crass. You're not a villain. It. You're not you're not an a cartoonish villain. You're a villain, but you're not a cartoonish yeah. villain. It's about yeah, it's all about doing the the slick political sleight of hand stuff. Yeah. And you know, I was in, inspired to uh bring this up because of a great article on Common Dreams called From Trump to Bolivia and Back A Tale of Two Coups by Mark Weisbrod. I think that's how you pronounce his name. If not, email me Weisbrod. Um I'm not trying to offend. I'm trying to pay homage. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) But I'm just going to read a quick bit of it about how the organization of the American states, a.k.a. the the U.S. Castro calls it. He calls it the Yankee Ministry of the Colonies. Love that. Um, Rest in power. uh, Which gets 60%. Yeah, rest in peace, Castro. uh, Gets 60% of its funding from the United States. You know what they 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 came out with a report, and the guy who's uh, the general secretary of it is a super right wing guy and wants us to fuck wants the U.S. to invade whoever the fuck. Um, but after the election, they issued a statement. The OAS issued a statement the day after the election, expressing deep concern and surprise at the drastic and hard to explain change in the trend of the preliminary results. That allegation turned out to be false, as the New York Times would later report. But these guys didn't really answer for that fucking false statement that turned upended the country of Bolivia and caused a lot of deaths of activists and what have you. But the same reason why, because there was a pause in it, and then all of a sudden there was a lot of pro-Evo Morales votes, and it was because... Certain regions, as we have in our districts in America, would be more left, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. just like Detroit and Michigan. You're going to be like, okay, that's Democrat or Chicago, like no holds. But the fact that it took longer for the regions that were more strongly and more adamantly Evo Morales came later, uh, that really threw them off. And that's exactly what 
what Donald Trump did with the mail-in ballots, where they were like, oh, all of a sudden, all these Democrats, a lot of the the, the mail-in ballots went for Joe Biden. They're like, oh, suspect, that's so... We can't trust these votes. All of a sudden, all these these Democrats are coming. It's the same thing with Evo Morales. They think it's sus that these these votes didn't come in right off the bat. There's a very clear cut reason for why that's happened. Yeah, and I tr- Trump directly said he didn't encourage mail. He discouraged mail in voting. Yeah, Trump was like planting the foundations for this even before the elections happened when the polls were coming out. Like. It's definitely most likely that Trump will lose even more recent Venezuelan elections. They just don't want they think that people not voting is enough to be like it's an illegitimate election. And if you're to do that with America, the the percentage of uh, people who vote in our elections, if that's the case, you know, we'd be fucking cooed all the time but the thing is there's no more powerful nation there's nobody there's nobody that we can turn to when we see shady things in america it's like oh this is crazy somebody invade us or somebody sanction us we're the only government or nation super nation that can do that and i think by what trump is doing now i feel like it it supplies a very neat contrast if you're paying attention or if you're willing to look at how we do things in other countries it's like Donald Trump is taking the playbook of what counter-revolutionary actors do in South America, Central America. And people have pointed this out. We are a banana republic or a third world country with like a general who's like a, a millionaire or a one wearing epaulets. Well, I want to pivot in a second and talk about what our favorite Christmas songs are. I agree. And I think you make a good point saying if you're willing to engage with it, you can see these kind of tacticians and, and these these same strategies have been enacted on a global scale by the United States. But it's only if if you're willing to engage with it. And we found that I know they're fond of saying facts don't care about their their feelings don't care about the facts. They're really not interested. They just like to feel that rush. Like that's like what we talked about before. Like this is almost of biblical proportions in some senses mm-hmm. that Trump is really doing you know, God's work that he's really fucking fighting some corruption and there is corruption, but Trump is party. He's part and parcel to the corruption. I don't, I don't think we should paint with a broad brush, we shouldn't paint with a broad brush guys. I'm drinking whiskey. So just so you know, I'm a little (laughs) bit more an excuse. I'm also a stupid person, but I I do want to say there are people who support Trump because they're nihilists and they are smart and they do know what's going on and they just they're accelerationists. They're accelerationists. We'll, we'll, this is exactly we'll talk what talk about, about this in yeah. our Intel episode. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but there are people who are like, I support Trump because he's what the world needs. The world needs a black pill. Like he shows America what they really are. The real demons are the Obamas, where they're just like super slick, smart. They say all the right things, and they right. get and the away. Clintons. And, and yeah, yeah, and the Clintons are the one who who started this, or really stole Reagan's swag of just being like charismatic, talking like being an actor, being you're in the role of the president and you're letting the national security still call the shots and you just say how we execute it. Are we going to do invasions like a Republican would or a Bush, which I will give props to Trump. He didn't do a full on invasion, which he could have done, but uh, the Bushes senior and junior would just be like, fuck it. We're just going to invade. And that is definitely worse than Obama doing assassination drones which is also terrible but bush 
And like the Republican way of doing it is definitely more fucked up. But speak of the Bush, Danny, you know what this reminded me of Panama, dude. Panama. Panama. Ha- <laughs> like that one? But obviously, Noriega, unlike Morales, but like Saddam, he was America's strong man. And we lifted them up so we could take them down. And just because they're a bad guy doesn't mean you could take them down. Evil Morales is legit. Maybe he's done some things that are problematic, but overall, Evo Morales, legend, king, uh, they just did it just to steal his lithium. Whereas in Panama with Noriega, we were trying to silence this motherfucker. He had so much dirt on the Iran-Contra or Contra, Contragate overall right. that that's what they needed to take him down. George Bush did this invasion. It was around Christmas, December 20th, I believe. And that's why we're talking about this. Is, we're not bringing this up for no reason. We're talking about Christmas stuff that maybe not every podcast is going to be talking about. But it's, it's your new holiday tradition. From now on, we all have to do the. We all have to watch instead of watching a Christmas Carol. Watch your old tapes of the Iran Contra hearings. <laughs> totally. The whole thing is like George Bush. The reason why he invaded Panama was to tie up loose ends because. His hand, his his fingerprints were all over the Contras and the Colombians and the Nicaraguan death squads. Panama, that was the whole thing. Panama was a launching off point from Colombia, the cartels, uh, which we'll get into uh, a later episode. We're going to do one on Contras in Costa Rica. But the whole point of the story or what, how we're all bringing this in is that George Bush gave his longtime friend, Manuel Noriega, a Christmas gift of a coup in December 1989. And it was ugly. We killed a lot of people. And it was also practiced for the Iraq war. Saddam was a gangster. Noriega, like Saddam, bit the hand that fed him, the U.S. government. And we're like, we got to take this guy out. And that's the reason I think that George H.W. Bush was a one-term president. Is He was trying to get rid of all these guys way too quick. He was acting like a guy who had the popo breathing down his neck, and that's what I think he did. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was because of the uh, Iran-Contra and the fact that John Kerry had a committee that discovered that the CIA was helping bring in cocaine. But anyway, I'm I'm fucking going off the rails. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> no, no, save it for the the contra episode. It's going to be a, a juicy totally. one. This is a teaser. Yeah, this is just to put into context. Yeah, but let's think about what Manuel Noriega was doing Christmas Eve. What was Noriega? Let's go back to to Panama, mm. Panama City. Panama. Noriega got asylum in the Vatican Embassy. Which, if you know us, we're big fans of the Vatican and their whole place and the the global world order. Every time I say global, it makes me seem anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've ruined that too. The fucking anti-Semites. <laughs> I own a globe, but anyway. <laughs> what I was always wondering is, what do you think Noriega was listening to on Christmas Eve? What kind of music was he listening to? It turns out the army would decide for him. Because they were so sick of, uh, they, they couldn't find any good way to engage Noriega. So what they did was they decided to sound warfare style, play all this 
they call it heavy metal. I, I think <laughs> I think rock dilettantes out there would agree. This yeah. is Panama is not a heavy metal song by Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> it rocks hard, dude. And you know I'll fucking throw some bruise back to it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not no. heavy metal. But but they subjected him to, and actually there's a pretty beefy playlist. Let me see if I got it right here. So Welcome to the Jungle by Guns <laughs> N' Roses. A for sure Christmas classic. Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Yeah, that, that that's was pretty weird. funny. <laughs> that's pretty. And The End by The Doors. So these were all, <laughs> you can't look, you can say a lot of things about the military and the way that our military treats other countries, but you can't say that they're not fucking funny as hell <laughs> yeah. with those song titles. <laughs> well, I just, because yeah. the guys in the embassy are not getting why it's funny. They're just yeah. like, this is loud music. It's, These exactly. guys are assholes. It's, it's no loud. One's like, oh my God, they're like Panama. That's exactly. where we're in right now. <laughs> Panama is where we live and they're playing it very good. They're guys. like, this is so funny. So can you imagine the surprise when you hear Refugee by Tom Petty played at like 140 decibels for like seven fucking hours. And I love, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, a petty freak. We're so petty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heartbreaker too. But, I, but seven hours of that, I would actually because there was. It's interesting. One of the articles you sent over was talking about um, you know this same tactic deployed by or at Guantanamo Bay and how a lot of U.S. scientists are like you know this is a, a fairly it's a non-invasive thing. They don't necessarily classify it as torture. They just say that it's it's to help break the will of people, which it certainly does, which definitely kind of sounds like torture to me. But yeah, they're like they're, they're pretty much yeah. Bust that's the definition. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not torture. It's what and that's another thing. The articles I sent you were mainly except for the first one, the Common Dreams one. All articles written by like bought and paid for stooges, where I was like, like they it's said like Washington um, Post stuff, yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. It was I, I sent it for information, but I think Chicago Tribune, the article, I don't know if you read that one, but they said it was relatively bloodless, and I was like, see, that's like eight thousand people. Like, what is the context? World War Two? <laughs> like, you still killed a bunch of civilians? Seriously, <laughs> like, and that doesn't even. I mean. It doesn't take into account any kind of like, this is the problem because this is, you know, the country not to get on a tangent, but it's tangent time. The way this country recognizes mental health is so wild because it, it won't it won't just admit that the brain is an organ that can have afflictions. And, and these are the reasons for, you know, depression or, or a psychosis or something like that. And that's mental health. That's a legitimate thing. So when the army or the military engages in psychological warfare like this, where it just plays a song for fucking four days straight with the idea being that you get deprived of sleep and stuff like that, like, of course, there's going to be long term things. And they talk about, you know, there's a, a former prisoner at Guantanamo talking about people like, you know, banging their heads against doors, just trying to get the music to stop. And it's like, even it, you can't tell me that's not an intended effect of this. Yeah. And it's loud music. Like it's psychological. It's not like, oh man, if you'd been playing the stuff that I actually like to listen, it doesn't matter. If right. you're being blasted music, that is an assault on your senses. Yeah, it's against your will. It's it's not like you can reach over and turn Tom Petty down. Not that you ever would. You love Tom Petty. <laughs> but, but you don't want to listen uh, to Damn the Torpedoes that much. Can you just change it to The Waiting is <laughs> That ought to be cool if you playing that loud as fuck for <laughs> three days. Yeah, exactly. I definitely would just fucking get a keg and party and it'd be sweet. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck yeah, bros. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, and eventually the Vatican complained, and yeah. that's why Bush, 
even though Bush is on record as saying he would never apologize for America, no matter what kind of evil shit they do, if even if you blow up a plane that has Iranian civilians, I will not uh, apologize for yeah. America, no matter what we do. <laughs> uh, if, if, no matter if it was what a Tom Petty song, he'd say, I won't back down. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. But, but no, uh, for sure, yeah. The, the Vatican eventually but, was like, this is The Vatican much. was like, this is bullshit, but they, they were like, oh yeah, that was not dignified. I think that was in one of the articles. Yeah. We were, besides the common dreams one, all of them were like super old. But at the end of the day, uh, George Bush is a cocksucker and he's is cocksucker offensive? I don't know because he's not he's not actually he's a bad oh fuck. He's a bad person. He's a I bad dude. I, I use cocksucker like motherfucker. Like it's just it doesn't mean anything. It's not like, yo, my father is a motherfucker. Don't <laughs> anyway, we'll cut around. But uh let's let's talk about what they were playing and the Vatican, because the Vatican called George Bush and was like, yo, this is not cool. We, we're we doing this because we're Catholic and we're also drug runners. That's another thing. Yeah. When we get into a lot of the speculation that's not in articles, the reason why Noriega was housed in the Vatican is because they're the Vatican are drug runners too. They all have connections, and the CIA is too. And that's why they got rid of them. And that's why they had a trial in Miami where they couldn't bring up the CIA at all. Yeah, it's because Noriega was taken down because he knew too much. And if I could just, if he didn't die, and I could just interview him, oh, I would, I would love to learn the dirty secrets. But then I'd end up like Gary Webb and kill myself with two bullets in my brain it's and true. for the record i never want to kill myself if i ever die even if it's from cancer it's because of the cia <laughs> it's because they're blasting that radiation <laughs> totally what else are we getting in on what other there was- oh, let's talk about the playlist let's talk about yeah. okay so what would you what would your playlist be uh if somebody wanted to torture you yeah. Danny, what music would really make you want to fucking shoot a bur- shoot a bullet right through your head? That's such an easy one. You could, if anybody listening to this wants to kill me, if you play twenty <laughs> minutes, if you play twenty minutes of Halsey, I will kill myself. Who's that? It's a, it's a. Oh, she's a, she's a singer. Some beats and shit like that. It's pretty can terrible. You sing, can you sing me a song? Absolutely not. No, it's I. I couldn't even. Okay, it's not even necessarily the content of the song, but there's this thing where it's like singers right now have this this thing where they have to they have to sing like this, like if they don't have something like stuck in their foot, then it's not good. Shit. And and she kind of does that thing, and it feels because I've heard you're doing your Jimmy Stewart impression. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's basically a Halsey song. I wish. No, she um, she just does that fucking thing. And then you hear her talk in interviews, and she seems like this is not even a slam against her. She seems like a decent person. She was on Hot Ones. She seems like she keeps okay company. But I'm just like, I can't fuck with her. So anyway, if I had to hear that for 20 minutes, I would kill myself. Marcus, take it away. All right, Paul McCartney or Paul mm. McCartney. Stay mm. tuned for that episode. <laughs> um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time is like it's a wretched the song. Worst song. Like it is torture. Like you don't even have to be blasting it hard at me. Just regular. It's you like mean, 
him repetitively. He's repeating, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas That you just talking to me and saying that in those tones, like it makes me want to drive. Uh, whatever sharpest object is near me into my throat. <laughs> to me, that song, and you're so right, because that is a really horrible song. To me, it's not even so much, you know, Paul McCartney. It's the synthesizers in the background that just go, pew, pew. <laughs> and that, that's the worst part because you can hear there's certain points in the studio where he did it once and he's like I kind of like that he's like how about this one and then like towards the middle of the song when the chorus is happening it's just like and it's just like I want to fucking strangle him and okay I don't know if you heard this he did a WTF interview which Mark Marin kind of you get good interviews out of people sometimes. Except Obama. Um, Sucked some ass on that one. He, like, licked his taint. When he was... I, I heard his interview with Paul McCartney, but he said, there's people who are like, Wings is my Beatles. Like, I like Wings <laughs> more than Beatles. I would have laughed in his face. No, Wings suck. Yeah, like, they do. It's like, the worst thing. <laughs> you're, like, there's no good song you've done fuck wings yeah. they are trash <laughs> wings is trash and it sucks because you can at least like say what you will about you know john lennon i don't love every john lennon thing but that dude was at least out there taking chances and being pretty rad and you know screaming with yoko ono and doing some like you know fucking fucking around with harry nielsen and stuff like that and i'm yeah. like damn like i could get down with like the more i read about like the lost weekend thing with john lennon and harry nielsen like they were putting out some cool music and they were like heckling the smothers brothers in west hollywood and i was like this is <laughs> hilarious like no, this john is lennon way is more rad sure. yeah john lennon was for sure the genius uh paul Fall mccartney had him assassinated with the help of the cia and human expatriates and no, I'm not. That's a different episode. <laughs> but yeah, John, John Lennon. At least, yeah, there's a couple of John Lennon's. Is woman, woman, yeah, woman's John Lennon. Yeah, woman. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that that one's. Let's song. start singing. But anyway, <laughs> let, let's 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 talk about this playlist. They were torturing Manuel. Think about it. Let's let's go back in time. 1989, December 24th, and 25th. Uh, twenty fourth was rock and roll songs, but I wanna I wanna focus on Christmas Day because it's like evil Christmas music, and I work at a retail store, and Christmas music can make you wanna like strangle somebody. So let's think about the worst Christmas songs. I got that already. They were torturing poor little Noriega, poor little drug dealing torturing murdering noriega but it's yours like that's what the thing is like oh are you complaining about this guy he's a bad guy he was our bad guy everybody if you want to go and like who's an evil person we could do that to literally anyone who's not me or you danny everybody else deserves to be murdered you're all monsters yeah (laughs) but yeah uh like noriega he's a bad guy but okay christmas day what are you thinking christmas day uh, okay, so Christmas Day, I wake up. I'm Manny Noriega. I'm like, I'm done with this rock and roll stuff. And you know what? The military puts on the one song that they know I'm going to crack to. <laughs> I hear it. It's a new 
David Bowie and Bing Crosby's version of The Little Drummer Boy. I hear it. I immediately want to shit my britches and die. <laughs> it's like, give me up. Take me to Miami for my show trial. Yeah, just fucking put me on. Actually, any version of that song is horrifying. I hate The Little Drummer Boy. I hate, oh, oh, and The 12 Days of Christmas, too. When I was younger in school, we had to do The 12 Days of Christmas. And the idea of having to say one thing and then a second thing and then repeat both and then do it 12 times is torture. It's like a 45 minute song. And then you're like, what? I have to keep doing this. And you're like, it's not just that this guy's out of control getting all these things. He's got like 16 birds. It's fucked up. All right. So this is the portion where we stop talking about U S imperialism and how we, you know, rape and murder all our weaker neighbors because it's part of the Monroe doctrine. At this point, we're just talking about the Christmas songs, you know, like, <laughs> and what would just like really grind our gears. <laughs> yeah, what what would be what would be your your Christmas suicide song, Marcus? Okay, there's a, I can't choose one, but uh, <clears throat> obviously, uh, simply having a Christmas uh, a wonderful Christmas time is like grounds for dismissal. Like anybody involved in that, the producers, the sound engineers. They should be taken against Fire the wall. If you want to take me down, use that quote. <laughs> but another one that I hate. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> it's just like a drunk guy, like just repeating the same thing. And I am a drunk guy, so I sympathize. But like, happy holidays. Like I'm just saying it in different like tones. It's like if you blasted that. To me, at an embassy, I'd be like, I surrender. Just shoot me right in the face right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is a fate worse than death. Please. So that one, um, who is it? Carrie, who does, okay, I love Last Christmas, the George The Wham one? Yeah, yeah. The Wham version is classic. Yeah. But there's a fucking Carrie Underwood. Or yeah, one of these country motherfuckers. Who yeah. Do it and like that one is like you know, it's like you're taking a good a good song and you're stripping of of all. It's like the eighties and just taking it to like a fucking a, a bland country yeah. through computer filter. Like just fuck you, mate. Like every time that comes out, I want to fucking punch somebody it's it's algorithm music you're right it's just stripped of all and you know what i want to that's a great point because i would say that any contemporary christmas music like anything that's because we could all you know focus some of the classics and stuff like that like nobody's getting mad at nat king cole for the christmas song but if 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 drake comes out with the christmas song then i (laughs) i might be mad at that and i don't want to hear the christmas song. actually i'm curious now drake do come out with that but that's a bad example. As long somebody, as it's an original one, don't come up with it being like this is my version of a good one. Yeah, but well, and that but that's the thing. Like if Kenny Chesney or whoever came out, we're just gonna pick on country people now. <laughs> came out with like some some shit Christmas song. Like actually, what about that song? Do they know it's Christmas? That's oh, a pretty, that's, a, that's terrible. a pretty horrible song, right? You can make a shitty Christmas song. Yeah, I will ignore it, but remaking a decent one and then making it shit that's a special place in hell for you right. like yeah like if you're like oh man uh what's another good one like the band yeah the band christmas song is fucking dope like what is it called you know, know. how could little baby boys bring the people so much joy son of a carpenter 
I forget what it's called. We're gonna we'll link up to it, but you just heard it from my shitty book. But if somebody did like of a lame country or like like algorithm pop star did that song, it's gonna trigger me, bro. It's gonna make me for sure, for sure. It's gonna make me um, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna do harm to somebody, but at least to myself. Yeah, exactly. I'll hurt myself and that's not what anybody wants on Christmas. But yeah, so I think uh this whole thing with a noriega is like a perfect symbolic event to talk about like america using its culture as a weapon yeah to inflict and impose pain on somebody it's it's like imperialism that we all face with like if you work in any place where you're forced to listen to christmas music put your yourself in his shoes we you and i you and me danny and other people who are listening to this podcast haven't been dropped bombs haven't been dropped on them no <laughs> you, you haven't been sodomized with uh, uh knives like uh gaddafi but you can all relate to listening to shitty music and being forced it's to- true so like when i talk about or when we talk about getting incinerated or mass murder you'll be like i can't relate to that i've never been mass murdered shitty music that's what they did to noriega <laughs> and they that's did what that. they do to, to people that they capture in the middle east or anybody they just blast shitty music so think about would you like that to happen to you I wouldn't you know what I wouldn't want shitty music but it would almost be worse if they picked a super rad song and they just played it so much that I fucking hated the song afterwards like can you imagine loving Van Halen so much and you're like <laughs> you're like you know I got married to Panama I walk down the aisle to Panama <laughs> I make love to my wife to Panama and you're just like Panama and and, and then suddenly it. it's blasting outside and you're like, this is fucking, I, I trained for this my whole life. And then you hate it after three days. That's well, cruel. I think I would have more longevity. Like I'd be more willing to take it. It wouldn't be bad for a while. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the song is. <laughs> no, that's if the- you're <laughs> blasting it super loud all the time, it doesn't matter if it's uh, the well-tempered Clavier. The well-tempered Clavier, yeah. I was going to pretend like I was super cultured. It doesn't matter if it's Beethoven's Ninth, honey. <laughs> If you're playing anything loud for a long time, that's torture. You're doing audio fucking blitzkrieg on my head. And yep. you're a bad person. It's but bad. All right. So, so what I want to leave our listeners with yeah. as they go into this holiday season, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, treat yourself nice. Listen to some music at a, a moderate volume, something you really enjoy. And uh, but only do it a couple times, you know, maybe try to find some new stuff. And uh, and hey, we love you. Things aren't <laughs> things could be way worse. It, <laughs> it might be Noriega. Be, you could be Noriega and it could always be better, but it could always be worse. And yeah, it's it's been a hard year, but we're going to make it through this. You guys, we're going to make it through this. Oh, and also, U.S. imperialism is the worst. <laughs> Bummer. Don't get me started. Yeah, we're murdering, like, uh, the U.S. government is like evil Santa. It's like that robot Santa from Futurama. Exactly. And we need to stop doing that, or our problems are just going to keep getting worse. You know, Nobody wants that. But anyway, let, to leave it on a positive note, let's say, Danny, what's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh, you go first. Let me think about this one, because I know you got one on deck. You sly dog. There ain't no chimneys in the ghetto by uh, 
Sharon Jones and the uh and the Dap Kings. The Dap Kings. Yeah. yeah, that's good shit right there. Damn. Yeah, dude, I'm funky. Get over it. I could keep doing my lesser ones while you think of it. <laughs> we'll all edit this. Uh let me think of a more basic the basic ones that they you hear all the time. I would say also uh run run rudolph's chuck berry you know i love me some chuck berry that's classic but that's another one where they do an evil cover where it's like some country guy at work and i'm like fuck you man just play the original that was yeah good. don't yeah. give me this fucking horse shit you're making it worse i would say just to keep it classic the the song that i think stands pretty well i won't say this is my favorite but i always enjoy hearing it is little saint nick by the Beach Boys, I was like, "This is like all the all the pieces work. This works. I like this. I could hear this a couple of times and not hate it." And it's different. I appreciate anybody who's like, "I'm gonna do an original one." Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna just cover this other motherfucker. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. It's I, not cowardly for sure. Yeah, you're just like, I'm gonna make my own fucking Christmas song, and I appreciate that, and I fuck with the Beach Boys. A hell of a lot. This has been Ripe for Plunger. We've been talking about Christmas. Noriega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and rest in peace. Like, pour a beer for Noriega. He is a monster. But we've all been monsters. We've all been dealt different hands. And the fact that George H.W. Bush got to live forever and give everybody praise him. George H.W. Bush is a monster, and he gave birth to an even bigger monster. And we're not talking about Bushes like we are Noriega, like they're big mobsters or drug cartel people. And those guys are fucking mass murderers and drug cartel people, both of them. Fucking senior with fucking with fucking cocaine from the Contras, and then H.W. Bush with Afghanistan that, that opened up a big old heroin market. All these guys are fucking gangster cartel people, and we have to pay them homage and respect where we have to treat Noriega and the Saddams, who are also monsters. They only made life shitty for the people who live in the country, whereas <laughs> we're making we're, life shitty we're, for we're our country and everyone else's country. Fuck all these guys. Merry Krimbus. Merry Krimbus. Fuck the bushes, everyone. Like, you know, don't put a bush on your wreath. (laughs) All right, I'm Marcus. And I'm Danny. Take care now. Merry Christmas. Happy Hollandaise. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Crazy Kwanzaa. What what else? (laughs) (laughs) That covers the whole gamut. (laughs) All right, cool. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, 
By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.